0: This is the mibtonline.com podcast featuring recordings from our weekly and monthly live streaming meetings. To see the videos discussed in the podcast and be part of the discussion, please consider joining our association at mibtonline.com. Now, here's the show. Tim mibtonline.com. Thanks for being here tonight. It is our weekly football meeting, Wednesday night, 7 p.m. Central. Uh, It's Great to be here, we've been here a lot. We're gonna have a great meeting. And this was a suggestion, people asked for this, so we're doing this topic tonight, penalty enforcement, we'll get right to it. We got a lot to cover, a ton to cover. So let's just get right to it, because we got a a ton to go over and and I wanna try to get this all in. All right, so our meeting tonight, all right? So announcements, play of the week from last week, we'll talk about penalty enforcement, play of the week for this week, and then any questions. So here are our announcements real quick. Remaining football meeting schedule, one more. Uh, March 17th, next week, we'll talk about the 2020 new rules that are probably most likely going to be what everyone's using here in the spring. I know they are in Illinois. I'm sure they are in other states from what I know is they are going to use 2020, even though some 2021 rule changes have kind of leaked. We're just using 2020. We'll talk about that next week. Clinics, don't forget, if you're a softball umpire, we're doing a clinic April 7th. 530 Central. If you're a baseball umpire, we're going to have our baseball meeting tomorrow with Sam Holbrook. Remember, Thursday, 7 p.m. Central. So those were our our announcements. Um, One other thing I didn't put on here, tonight, the chat room is available. We got the chat back, so we're going to test it out, see how that goes. Hopefully, people are chatting in there. Just scroll down to the bottom. If you're watching this live, you you should see the chat. Give it a whirl. And then we'll also have the text numbers we do as usual, but that's something new tonight. So how about it? So, play of the week from March, but before we do that, I want to bring everybody in so everybody knows who's here. So, first thing is first, I want to welcome in Mike Billica from Connecticut. Mike is joining us, and I appreciate Mike for being here. Hey, Mike, how are you doing?
1: Yeah, it's great to be here. Um, looks like our neighboring state, Rhode Island, is going to need some officials to help officiate their spring football season, and that's great news, because I might get to be on the field.
0: There you go. Head over to Rhode Island, the smallest state in the union. Why not? All right. So, uh, <clears throat> appreciate that. Appreciate you being here, Mike we got Bill Amanye with us. Bill, how are you today?
2: Life's good. Glad to be here. Great. Two weeks
0: Absolutely. And over here, looking at the chat tonight, the chat room and the text. There he is, Robert Ybarra. Alex is running the board. He's going to throw up the text line right now. You can text us. Let us know, you know, how's it going, any questions you might have. The chat, send us a a message in the chat so we know it's working because we worked real hard to get that back up because that's a great way for you to communicate with us as well. All right, so let's get to the play of the week for March 3rd. That was our play last week. So here it is. We will go wide on it. It's now playing. So if you remember, we had quarterback and shotgun. Then, you know, there's a bunch of scrambling going on. And then he throws a ball to his lineman who tries to catch the ball. And then eventually uh, uh, flags are thrown for illegal touching. Okay, so now here are, or here was the question. Enforcement for the illegal touching foul at the B36. Fourth and 22 at the B41, 73% came in with that. Third and 22 at the B41, 20%. Third and 16 at the B35, 0%. 0%, And fourth and 18 at the B37 came in with 7%. Mm. All right, here are some of the comments. Travis uh, L illegal touching is a loss of down penalty five yards from the spot of the infraction where the ball was illegally touched much like intentional grounding. Okay. Good one. Steve R follows behind the basic spot. So negative five spot of the foul and loss of down fourth and 22 at the B 41. However, this is also intentional grounding uh, as the ball was not thrown to an area with an eligible receiver, which would be enforced from the spot of the pass. Good observation. Carlos P, same thing, it isn't illegal touching because there's no legal forward pass. I think it's intentional grounding, so enforce the penalty at the spot of the foul, which would be the quarterback through the ball, and lost it down. Those are excellent comments, absolutely. But I was, I was saying it wasn't a legal touch because that's what they call, and I totally get it. That's absolutely correct. We're gonna go back to the play though in a minute. And we're going to break it down after we go through our lesson, because I want everyone to have the basics down and then we'll go back to the play and we'll apply what we have just learned. Plus we'll do it with many other plays. So, so right now, like I said, penalty enforcement is the topic. So penalty enforcement. Now the basics of penalty enforcement. All right. There's a flag on the play. All right. That's one types of plays. Basic spot, what do we do with that? The all but one, and special enforcement. All right, so right into it. There's a flag on the play. What do we do? First thing, the who, what, where, why, right? Who is the foul against? When there's a flag on the play, if you have the flag, you need to remember who the foul is against. It seems pretty basic, but sometimes we can forget. The team, who, who committed the foul, the player number, because now in high school football, especially if we have a microphone, we announce the player number. So that's important to that aspect. But it's also so you know, so we can report to the coach what player committed the foul. Uh, double and multiple fouls. We need to know that. Do we have one foul from one team? Do we have one foul from one and one from foul from the other? Do we have multiple fouls from one, the same team? We need to know that. Well, it, it does fall into the against. Now clean hands... We're gonna talk about that later, but that comes into did a team get the ball without committing a foul. So you need to think of that as well. We have to walk through our penalty enforcement, but we're gonna do that later in our exercise. But think about that. Remember that clean hands thing. What is the foul? Yeah, pretty basic, right? But we need to know what the foul is. Where did the foul happen? The spot of the foul. Because that is going to determine the enforcement a lot of times where the, where the foul occurred is important to know, and you know, that's why those, sometimes those spots matter. Sometimes they don't, sometimes they do. So, uh, where did the foul happen? When did the foul happen? This is another thing. So, who, what, where, when. When did the foul happen? The status of the ball when the foul happened. Was it a dead ball? Was it during a kick? Was it during a, a certain type of play? Right here, type of play. The status of the ball. Was the clock running? Was it dead? You know a lot of things we need to know when did the foul happen so who what where when remember that when you're when you call a foul before you go to the referee or if you are the referee you need to know who what where when and all and take all these items into factors when you're doing that okay who what where when all right so there's a flag on the play we know what we're gonna think about now the types of plays That was the last bullet there the types of plays this is also important in our step to figuring out how to enforce a penalty. So a loose ball play, okay? So what's a loose ball play? Loose ball play is a free kick or a scrimmage kick, except for PSK, we'll talk about that later. Legal, legal forward pass is a loose ball play. Remember, legal forward pass. Backward pass, that's a loose ball play. Illegal, illegal kick or fumble, because an illegal kick is treated as a fumble from behind the neutral zone prior to change in possession. So remember that that is a loose ball play. The action which precedes the legal forward pass, backward pass, fumble, legal or illegal kick. So any of those, all the action that happens before those events, that's part of that loose ball play. So remember, that's a loose ball play. Their next type of play is a running play. So Robert, I'm going to ask you this, Robert, if those are our loose ball plays, what's a running play? Anything other than the ones you listed. Exactly. Everything else everything else is a running play. So if it doesn't fall into any of those as a loose ball play, it's a running play. So those are our two types of plays. Remember that. That's important. Loose ball play, running play. We're going to go back to that. We're going to refer to this often. All right. Basic spot. The basic spot is determined by the action during the play. Okay. So that is where we normally would enforce the penalty at the basic spot, but that's where we start is the basic spot. And it's determined by the action. Meaning the basic spot is the previous spot, so we're going to enforce from the previous spot when a foul occurs simultaneous with the snap. During a loose ball play, remember we just talked about that. Any one of those things that fall into the loose ball play during a loose ball play, we enforce from the previous spot. During a legal kick, which we, we talked about. Now this is uh, this is a uh, an exception to this. A, a, the, the team R can choose the succeeding spot. If a legal kick or if a legal kick and not kick catching interference. So even though a kick falls under a loose ball play, if it's a legal kick, the receiving team can go to the succeeding spot and it's not kick-catching interference because kick-catching interference has its own enforcement. So just remember remember that. So that's a basic spot in this in that scenario. Uh, basic spot is also the spot where the related run ends during running plays. So if you have a running play and now the the run ends, what does related run mean? Meaning I'm running the ball, there's a foul on that on the play, and now I continue running the ball and I fumble the ball. Well, that foul occurred during the related run, which was that interval. Now if somebody else picks up the ball and runs, now we have a different run. So that's important to know too. It's where the related run ends. So that's a basic spot enforcement. It's also the 20 yard line if the fouling team is awarded a touchback on the play. So trying to keep this simple, if for some reason, somehow there's a touchback on the play and now the team in possession of the ball is going to take the ball at the 20 yard line and there was a foul, the foul, the basic spot for the foul is, is going to be from, is going to be enforced from the 20 yard line. There could, there's some exceptions to this. We'll go through some of those as well. But in general, if I got a touchback, I'm going, my basic spot is the 20-yard line. Now, goal line for fouls during running plays when the related run ends in the end zone. What does that mean? Give you an example. Quarterback drops back. He's face-masking in the end zone. It's a safety. But wait, it's not a safety. We had a foul by the defense, but he got fouled way back in the back of the end zone. So it's like, well, the related run is the end of the run, which is five yards back in the end zone. Well, in this case, we move up to the goal line and walk off the the enforcement from the goal line because it fouls against the defense. So that's another basic spot where where are we gonna go. Some more basic spot stuff is the spot where the kick ends during scrimmage kick for fouls against the receivers. I talked about this, PSK, post scrimmage kick. So if you've got a kick and it's a, a scrimmage kick and now you've got a foul during that kick, the enforcement spot is the end of the kick, except for field goals and tries. This does not apply to field goals and tries, and the the kick must cross the neutral zone. So if the kick has to go across the neutral zone, the foul has to occur during that kick, and then if it's against the receiving team, because what else is, is that the foul is beyond the neutral zone, so it has to occur beyond the neutral zone, so that's against the receiving team because it's before the end of the kick and the kickers will not put the ball in play next. So you've got to have these these scenarios all line up to to use post scrimmage kick enforcement. But don't overcomplicate it. If it's a punt, you know, punting, fourth down, whatever, the ball crosses the neutral zone while that ball is in the air until that guy catches the ball and ends the kick. Remember, a muff doesn't end a kick. The kick has to end. So if I have a muff, And then something weird happens and now I pick up the ball that would still be post scrimmage kick because as soon as I get possession and end the kick, that's the spot of, uh, would be our basic spot under the post scrimmage kick rule and it's fouls against the receiving team. Now, if I fumble the ball as a receiver, K ends up with the ball. We don't have post scrimmage kick anymore because K will, will put the ball in play next. Or if for some reason, there's another foul that brings the ball back to the previous spot. K puts the ball in play, we don't have post scrimmage kick. So remember these items in order to apply post scrimmage kick enforcement. We're going to go through an, an exercise there. I'm kind of going through a little quick because everything's written right here and it's all out right out of the rule book. And I want to get to our exercises because when we walk through this, this, all this stuff will start to make sense. More basic spots. Basic spot, this is a succeeding spot for UNS. On sportsmanlike fouls, dead ball fouls non-player fouls, touchback, and touchback. So the all-but-one principle. This is, this is one of those things where sometimes people don't get this, sometimes they do, sometimes they misapply it, but it is an actual section at the end of the penalty enforcement. It is if the spot of an offensive foul is behind the basic spot, enforce from the spot of the foul. What does that mean? We're going to go through it on the exercise. We'll show you. But most of the time, believe it or not, we're utilizing this principle, specifically with the offense, to enforce fouls. And you'll see it, it's pretty, pretty simple, but that's what it means. So the spot is, if the basic spot is here, but the spot of the foul is behind the basic spot, we go, the, we go to the spot of the foul. And you find that happens, tends to happen more than not. All right, some special enforcements. So our normal enforcements are 5, 10, 15 yards. That's what our normal enforcements are, 5, 10, 15 yards, and unless we have half the distance. But it's still, remember, a 5-yard penalty is still a 5-yard penalty. We're just enforcing it half the distance if the yardage is, we can never go more than half uh, way to the goal. So that's why we're we're half the distance comes in. So if we have a foul at the 8-yard line and we're going to go to the full, we can never go more than half. So you just gotta think, I can't go five, I can never go more than half, but that's what that means when it says half the distance. But uh, it's still a five yard penalty, we're just enforcing it half the distance. I know it seems like a semantic, but it is important. Free kick out of bounds. So if we got a free kick out of bounds, there's some special enforcements with that. It's 25 yards from the previous spot. 25 yards from the previous spot is an option, not the 35. It happens to be the 35 yard line, more times than not. In fact, probably 98% of the time it's the 35 yard line. But the actual enforcement is 25 yards from the previous spot. Think about a safety. If you were kicking off at the 20 yard line and the safety and the free kick goes out of bounds, it's a different, you're not going to 35, you're going somewhere else. So remember, 25 yards from the previous spot. You can also accept, um, the, you can go back to re-kick five yards and they can re-kick or the New kind of little twist they put in this uh, a couple years ago. If the ball was kicked out of bounds and now it's, not, it's beyond or in front of the 25 yards in the previous spot, so we'll use the 35 in this case, so it goes out of bounds at the 40, well, they're not going to want to take the ball back at the 35, but now you can give them the ball at the 40 plus 5. They can have that enforcement now tacked on. Um, that's a choice as well. And we can always decline it, but they're not going to. They're going to take the five yards. They're going to take go back and replay it with or re-kick it with five or take it to 35. Whatever is going to work out best for them, they're going to take. Sometimes they will, the, the receiving team wants to re-kick because they've got the stud uh, uh, returner and they want to give them a shot. You will see that every once in a while, but most of the time it's either going to be 30, 25 yards in the previous spot to the 35 in many cases or five yards to where the ball goes out of bounds. Kick catching interference, mentioned this before, if, whether it's a free kick or a scrimmage kick, if I'm going to catch the ball and I get interfered with, then that's an awarded fair catch, and it's 15 yards from the spot of that foul. So remember, that's a different enforcement, that's a special enforcement. The receiving team can keep the ball 15 yards from the spot of the foul. Unfair acts, this is a great one. This basically says, If the team does something that's completely unfair and not in the rules, you can do whatever you want. Special enforcement. Never seen it happen, but I guess it's in there because it probably happened in Texas. All right, fouls by by opponent of the scoring team. So this is something also that they put in about, I think about five, six, seven, eight years ago now, where they are now allowing, if I am the, the offense and I score a touchdown, and the defense fouled against me. It used to be we just declined the penalty and just said, oh, sorry, you know, you got a free shot. We scored, so guess what? Well, they changed it, like I said, a bunch of years back where now the team that scored has options if they were fouled against. And it could be the defense, too. If they intercepted a ball and ran back and there was a foul during that run back and they were able to keep the ball, then, yeah, we have options of what we can do after. You can go to the try or the succeeding kick, uh, the, the Succeeding kickoff. So remember, you have those options uh, if it's a scoring play. We'll go through that as well uh, on our examples. So roughing the passer, kicker, holder, snapper. Those are automatic first down penalties, and they can also be tacked. Or roughing the passer can be tacked on um, if you have a completed catch and receiving team remains with and remains with the ball, and there wasn't a change of possession during the down. Then they can tack that one on uh, if it's roughing the passer. If you've got um, anything else, it can be, it's also an automatic first down. These are the only ones that are the automatic first down. Roughing. If it's got roughing next to it, roughing the passer, kicker, holder, snapper, automatic first down. That's it. That's it in high school. So remember that, high school. You have to be saying roughing something to get the automatic first down in high school football. Uh, if the enforcement spot is the end zone, it's a safety, meaning if a foul happens in the end zone and we're going to enforce from that spot, it's a safety. Some more special enforcements. followed by, the, followed by opponents of the scoring team. We talked, a little bit, we talked about that already. Roughing the passer, we already talked a little bit about that. Automatic first down, succeeding spot. Loss of down. Now here is your loss of down ones. Illegal handling, illegal forward pass, which is intentional grounding, okay? Intentional grounding is an illegal forward pass. That's a loss of down. Uh, illegal touching, a loss of down. So those are your three that result in a loss of down. If you're not saying illegal handling, illegal uh, forward pass slash intentional grounding or illegal touching, we replay the down. It's not a loss of down. Uh, once again, we talked about enforcement spots. All right, so let's go to the examples. So the first example we're gonna pull up, I'm going get to the video here, is the play of the week from last week, because I want to walk through that. Let me, uh, let me get that play up here and run it. Now, before we do that, Robert, I went through that kind of fast because we got a lot of plays to go to, and I think it's better to look at it practically. Anybody can sit there and read the rule book. That was right out of the rule book. I want to walk through some practical examples so people can then, when they get on the field, can, can actually apply this correctly. But just in case, did I miss anything? Or did, was there anything else that we should have pointed out maybe that I went through a little fast? Well, it was fast and there was a lot of meat. But let's just go
3: right to the videos and let's learn that way along with the rule.
0: Okay. Any questions, though, uh, that, that were texted in or in the chat? About not yet. Anything? Not yet. Not yet. All right, perfect. Great. So here's the play of the week. We'll go wide on this right now. So we'll let it play out here. So as you see, we've got this... Uh, illegal touching that we first called. All right. So, all right. So there's the illegal touch right here. All right. So right there. So we're saying the illegal touch is at the B 46. That was what we, that's where the foul was called. Now, was it intentional grounding? Yes, it was, but let's just start out with the illegal touching first, since that was the play of the week. So we have to ask ourselves, we go through what we just went through. What type of play is this play? So I'm gonna to go to Mike. Mike, what type of play is it? Is it a loose ball play or is it a running play?
1: It's a loose ball play.
0: So it's a loose ball play. So if we have a loose ball play, where do we enforce a loose ball play initially? The basic spot. Uh,
1: the, the previous spot. Right, okay, so let's start there. Base, Let, the
0: so we'll go back to the play, all right? Go back, go back, go back wide on it. So the previous spot is up here. So mm-hmm. actually I think it's right on the 30. So our, the 30 yard line is a previous spot. So there you go. The rule says we go back to the previous spot. However, however, we've got this thing called the all but one we kind of mention it real quick there. If the foul spot of the foul is behind the basic spot, we enforce from the spot of the foul. So with the, with the previous spot being our basic spot, but our spot of the foul is the 36. Then by our all but one, we're going to the 36 and we're walking off the five yards here, which would put, which would put us at the 41 yard line. Now there was one other caveat to this illegal touching thing. And I know I'm going to bring in Bill because Bill, this is an easy one for Bill. Bill, illegal touching, what else do we have? It's one of those one things that we do with illegal touching.
2: What are the things that we do with illegal touching?
0: About the down. What do we do with the down? What down is going to be next? Well, in high school,
2: you're going to have a loss of down.
0: Correct. That's correct. So that's that little, that special thing that we went to. So we've got a loss of down. So if you go back to the play, we're going to put the ball in play next at the B41, and it's going to be B41. Now our line to gain is over here at the 19. So 31, 21. So what, that looks like, uh, looks like fourth and 22. I, I believe that's what, if my math is correct. It is. And then we're going to play, um, we're going to have fourth down and 22 because this is a loss of down. But you see how we walk through that. We figured out where the basic spot was. We figured out where the spot of the foul was. When the foul occurred, what happened? So, what, you know, what, where? What was the foul? Illegal touching. Where was the foul? The foul occurred at the 36. When did it occur? It occurred during a a loose loose ball play. And we get the numbers and blah, blah, blah. And now we enforce that properly. So, you see, now if it was, I'm going to erase this so we can look at the other side of this, back it up just a second and say, all right. So now right here, he throws the ball. He threw the ball somewhere in here, let's just say. Now we're going to call, like everybody said, a lot of people said, we're going to call the intentional grounding. Great. Intentional grounding five yard pass or five yard penalty. Cause it's considered an illegal forward pass, even though it's intentional grounding. And we're going to walk this off from the spot of this foul right here and of loss of down. Now this, If they would have called intentional grounding they would have gotten a couple more yards on the penalty so either way loss of down five yard penalty same process it's it's an illegal forward pass behind the line of scrimmage so it's a loose ball play but the foul occurred behind the basic spot so we go to the spot of the foul and we walk off the five yards same process robert you got something
3: Yes, I do. From the viewers, thank you so much viewers for being engaged tonight. We do have a viewer that's asking the question, hey, we saw two flags, Tim. Uh, one came from the umpire, one came from the referee. And since the umpire is got center guard guard, why, why would we assume it's the same foul? And how would you report it to the press box? Since we have two live ball fouls, would you decline one? Please communicate that.
0: Well, no, they called both both officials called illegal touching on this play. They both called legal touching. No, the referee did not call intentional grounding. However, let's just say that happened. Let's say the referee called intentional grounding and the umpire had illegal touching. I would, as a referee, I would just say, well, no, we've got intentional grounding. We don't have illegal, ille- we don't have illegal touching. And let me go to Mike real quick on this. Mike, if we have intentional grounding, can we have illegal touching?
1: No, and no, actually, because it was no pass, cuts. because it was no pass, it's a running play. Also, Correct. it's not a loose ball play.
0: So you can't have, you cannot have illegal touching on this play if you have the other official has intentional grounding. So that's an important point. So that's how I would handle it. We're not going to signal two fouls because we really only have one. All right, so let's go to the. Let's go to our next way. So, this is what I, I would like to do. We've got the chat, we've got the text. We're gonna run through these plays, and I want, I'm gonna I'll set them up and we're gonna talk about enforcement. I'd like to hear what people think. You know, don't let us give you the answers. You know, let's let's see what, what other everybody has to think about how we enforce the, the penalty so we know where we need to kind of focus our energy. So let's look. Down a distance, this play, if we go up here, it's about third, we'll call it third and five. A third and a, and a, and a little long five. So we've got the play here. Quarterback and shotgun. He runs to the left. I have got a holding foul right here. All right, real quick, before I get we're not going to dispute tonight if this was a holding <laughs> foul or not. All right. Bring it back to me, Alex. I want to make, we're not disputing this. Whatever I say the foul is, that's the foul. Oh, that wasn't a hold. This is not what we're talking about tonight. We are enforcing fouls. Whether they're there or not, we can talk about that another day. So you see, if you don't think that was a hold, I don't care. Right now, today it's a hold or whatever we move on. That's a hold today and we're going to have to enforce it. So we'll go back to the play. So now we've got that hold. We've got that hold there. All right. So let's just say, so we we know where the spot is. We're looking at about, we'll just call it the, uh, we'll call it the 28. We'll say it happens right here at the 28. We've got a foul. You'll see the flag, I think, come in for this here in a second. So yeah, there it is. So we're going to call it, Well, it looks like he's at the 29. So we'll call the flag at the 29. And the, the ball carrier runs the ball somewhere up here to about the 22 yard line. So now let's walk through it. Our who, what, where, when. So our who is we've got a foul uh, against the offense, and hopefully we get a number on that. And then our what, what type of foul, we've got a holding foul. When did it occur? When did it occur? What type of play did it occur on? Well, it sure looks like a running play to me. Did it fall into our loose ball category? No, running play. So who, what, where, when, and, and uh, was it during, you know, uh, what was the status of the ball? Live ball, right? Live ball, clock running. You even see, you even see our official up here, I'm going to back it up here, rolling, saying that the, it's inbounds because you, you can see him up at the top. He's saying inbounds. He's rolling the clock. All right, but now we've got to kill the clock because we have a penalty. So let's walk through the process again. What type of play? Running play. I've got the enforcement for that. Basic spot is the end of the run. So. That means Robert, we're gonna go since the end of the run was at the 21 yard line. It looks like we're good. End of the run, right? Basic spot. We're going to the end of the run, right? No, no, incorrect we're not. Correct him. And it, and why am I incorrect? Because the foul occurred behind the basic spot. The foul occurred behind the basic spot. So I know where the basic spot is, the end of the run. But I have a foul right here that's behind the basic spot. So because the foul is behind the basic spot, I go to the spot of the foul. My 10 yard penalty on this holding play will be enforced from there. Pretty simple, we do, that's why I said a lot of times we do the all but one, we don't even realize we're doing it, we're just, hey, we're going to the spot of the fall on this one, because it makes sense. But that is truly the all but one principle, because if you don't have the all but one principle, you would actually, would have had to enforce this at the end of the run. Nope, we say we go to the spot of the fall because the fall occurred behind the basic spot. All right, so that's, we're one for one. I don't know if you got any people who were texting, hopefully we were, we're we had people, uh, you know, have, that one correct, and, um, and hopefully we'll just kind of keep moving on. All right, go ahead and, I don't know if I should give people time. We just got a lot of plays to get through. So, I, I mean, we do want to hear, if you have any questions, let us know. I don't want to just kind of give you all the answers because I want everybody to pretend this is, you know, they're going through this. This is game day. So maybe I'll, I'll, I'll try to slow down a little bit to give people the opportunity to give us their enforcement. All right, so let's go to the next play. We're going to go wide on this. So now you've got a play here, a little swing pass. Looks like it's right at the line, maybe a little bit behind the line. And now you've got a foul up here. You'll see it come in. Here comes the, here comes the foul. The foul is up here, okay? There's where the flag is, right there. So we're gonna say, looks like the flag is at the 40, 49 going in. That's where the flag bounces, now 48 going in. And the run, ends at about the 49, which is right here. So the flag is here. That's where the, our spot of the fall is. Like I said, just we're you're we're going with what we see. That's the spot of the fall, the 48 going in and the, the, the end of the run is at the 49. So let's figure out where we enforce this. Go ahead text us right now. Four four or eight four 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 three seven four three four five. You can also chat it up and we'll, kind of give everybody a chance to do this but when you're giving us your answers walk through this what type of play was it we had we might have had a switch of plays it could have started out as one play and became a different play because if you go back to it you're going to see this is a pass so what is a pass a pass a pass is a loose ball play but what happens once the ball is res- once we have a reception, now we have a reception and the ball has gone beyond. Now it's a running play, okay? So we, we started out as a loose ball play, but now we have a running play. So what is the status of this play at this point now? Running play. So that goes click, click, click. That should help me with, with our enforcement. So we'll run through this again. We know we're at a running play now. We've got a foul. Like I said, the foul we're gonna call, we're gonna say the spot of the foul is right here and the end of the run is right here. So, where do we enforce this fall? So, I'm going to go to Mike on this one. Mike, where do we enforce this fall from?
1: Spot of the uh, basic spot, the end of the run.
0: The end of the run. Well, wait a minute. Didn't we just say we had to go to the spot of the fall? The last one? What are we, we're contradicting ourselves here.
1: It's the uh, in this case the uh, end of the run is behind the basic spot. So we enforce from the basic spot It's one okay. of the all Correct. All one.
0: That's right. The base remember going back to our basics The basic spot of enforcement at the end of the run if the fall occurred behind the basic spot Then we go to the spot of the fall, but in this case the foul occurred in front of the run so now we go we actually go to the basic spot, which is the end of the run and we walked back from that point, Robert, how did we do out there? We did great. Every, everyone
3: is uh, in alignment and uh, following right along. But I do want to say one thing. there was actually more comments that came in on the previous play. I don't know if you want to go back because there were a couple of good points that our viewers made. Is that possible About to go back? What: to,
0: Give me some of the points.
3: The two points that were made on the first uh, play that you showed was the box was being moved, and let's not to be haste on going with the all but one because the penalty could have been declined and make it fourth down. And I, I just thought those were great comments and awareness of the game situation.
0: No, that's important. Those games, situ- I mean, they do have, everybody does have choices. And when you have those choices, you have to give them. You have to know that it might be a fourth down. They may decline it. You know, you want to take, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to Bill on this one because Bill, you know, when you've worked, when you were a referee, you could look at some of the obvious choices and sometimes you would be able to make a choice. You know, this is what is, makes the most sense. But how did you go about determining, like on a play like on the previous one, where it could have been fourth down and four instead of third down and 15? Exactly. I mean, that's where it could, and you see where it is on the field. It was at like right around the 40 yard line going in. So maybe they would rather have it be pushed back even though it's going to be third down. How would you go through that process?
2: I always said that probably nine out of 10 plays didn't require a meeting with the captains, didn't require information from the coach. But when it came to strategy, when it was that one out of 10, then coach is going to make the decision on that one. And the key thing we have to do is make sure that we give the coach correct information about what the penalty enforcement or declining of the penalty will result in. Excellent. All right. So now I want to add one other thing, if I could. Yeah. And you know, we whether it's this meeting tonight, whether it's clinics we go to, whether it's a pregame meeting, referees will preach, preach, preach. You got to tell me who, what, when, where, why when you have a foul, and probably when we have a mistake, we could go back and say that referee did not hold that crew accountable for the things he said he wanted from them uh, for penalty enforcement. So, you know, if you, if you let your guys off the hook, uh, then you're going to have mistakes. So make sure you get that information. Don't settle for less. The other part to it is, is that of all the people on the crew, the worst communicator on penalties is when the referee has a flag because the rest of the crew, he doesn't, who's he going to go tell, you know? So you have to remember, bring your umpire up and talk to your umpire like he's the referee and sort the thing out about the penalty enforcement. But otherwise, your crew's going to be standing there going, I don't know what he's got, you know, uh, what's, what's up this time. So if you're going to have these expectations, make sure that the crew abides by them. And number two, as the referee, make sure you communicate clearly when you have a foul.
0: No, I think that's a great point. And as a referee that I've refere- you know, when I've been a referee, if i got a foul, I'm going to my umpire because I want somebody to bounce it off of. Because just like you said, if I'm not communicating it, I might screw it up. And I want to walk through that process. So, you know, that's, a, that's an excellent point. So we'll go to our next play. So this play, we got a quarterback. We'll go wide on it. We've got a quarterback and shotgun. And we got a holding foul right here. It's going to be called... Once again, like I said, we're not debating the call. It's called flags out here comes the referee. He throws it. We've got a pass. Now his flag kind of bounced, but we're going to say just for argument's sake that the flag ended up here right around a 42 yard line. We're going to call it the 42. Just keep that in mind. Our line of scrimmage was the 49 previous spot. That's the 49. We've got a pass play here. Uh, like I said, whether there's DPI down there or not, I don't care. It doesn't matter. That's not what we had happen here. We've got, I'm going to play it again. We've got a hold right up there. Like I said, right. we're going to call it, I think we called it right around the 42 when, when the, where the flag was. Okay, fine. And now we know where our previous spot is as well. It's the 49. So we've got a previous spot. What we, once again, who, what, where, why, when, all that kind of stuff. So who's it fall on? The foul's on the offense. What is a foul? It's a holding foul. Okay. So when did it happen? What type of play did it happen during? The quarterback had the ball in his hand when he dropped back, he had the ball in his hand. So is that a running play? Robert, if I got the ball, I mean, I'm running, I'm quarterback running around scrambling I'm running. Is that a running play?
3: No, no, it is not. It's still considered a loose ball play because there
0: was a pass during the down. Right. And that goes to that, all that action that happens before the pass, is part of that loose ball play. So even though that quarterback still the ball, was still maybe running running around, this is part of that loose ball play. Because he does end up passing the ball, and the ball is eventually ruled is incomplete. So now we've got, we've got this foul, okay? So once again, we had the 40, we're calling it at the 42 is where the foul is, and the previous spot is the 49. So great, loose ball play, Tim. We enforced that from the previous spot. You just, you just told us. You went through a whole PowerPoint that said loose ball play, we go to the previous spot. Absolutely. But I also had another bullet in there. That all but one thing, because the foul, the basic spot on a loose ball play is the previous spot. The foul occurred behind the basic spot. So we go to the spot of the foul. This is Bill Lamagnier's favorite rule. He loves it. He's this is it. Bill, you love this one, right? You love that we're going to go to, we're going to end up forcing this 10 yard penalty about 18 yards. Don't you love it?
2: Yeah, I mean, this is the thing that I've said for years that the high school has to um, make some serious considerations over. And I know they want to get into balance between, well, if you do this for the offense, what are you going to do for the defense? But the bottom line to it is you're hitting them with a 10 yard penalty. Why does it have to end up being 18 yards or 20 yards? Uh, You know, or a quarterback gets sacked with a face mask uh, 10 yards behind the line of scrimmage. They only pick up five yards on the play. There's some of the pen. I mean, we can't do anything about it here tonight, but there's just some of the penalty enforcements in high school that are very archaic.
0: No, they are. Some of them are, but that's what it is. That's why I wanted to point it out. Don't be confused. If you're new to this game. Heck, if you are a veteran and you watch on Saturday or Sunday and they enforce this, oh yeah, it's a, it's a hold. We're going back to the previous spot and walking off the 10 yards. No, in high school, we got to go to the spot of the fall because of the all but one and the fall occurred behind the basic spot. So remember that in high school. So we'll go to our next play now. And this is a, another pass play. So you've got our quarterback is in shotgun and he throws the ball. And now we have DPI right down here at the bottom. We've got a DPI that occurs or that is being called. We won't have to argue about whether it is or it isn't. All right. So we're going to call it, we're going to say it occurred, we'll call it right around the 42. We'll say the spot, the spot of the file is a 42 and here we go. Back judge throws on it and now we've got this spot. So we have to walk through it this again, who, what, where, why, all that crap. So let's go back to the previous spot and see what we have. So it's first and 10. We've got first and 10. It looks right around the 36. So if we walk through it, we we take our time and say, what was the foul? The foul with defensive pass interference. Who was the foul on? Obviously, the defense, number such and such. When did the foul occur? It occurred during the passing play, during the loose ball play. So loose ball play, we go back to the previous spot. But the foul occurs way downfield. Why isn't why doesn't you know wouldn't shouldn't wouldn't that 42 way downfield that where the foul occurred wouldn't we have to take that into consideration on this one? Robert, do we even does it matter where the DPI occurred?
3: Not in the National Federation rulebook. It does not. We do have pass interference defense. Give the player number, but it's a 15-yard penalty from the previous spot.
0: 15 yards from the previous spot because we have our rule that says this is a loose ball play. Loose ball play, previous spot. It's not a all but one because the foul didn't occur behind it. Once a, it's against the defense, and two, it didn't occur behind it. So we're not having to worry about that. We're not. We're not talking about spot of the foul. We're going back to our our normal basic spot enforcement. Loose ball play, previous spot, 15 yards. So you could see it, it's first in, uh, first and 10 here, Robert. So. We're going to get lucky on this one. We're going to have a first down. Anyways, but what if it was was second and 25? Would we have a first down? Automatic first down, right? DPI, automatic first down.
3: No, us old-timers, we have to clear that from our memory bank. Not anymore. There are no more automatic first downs with pass interference. So with that being said, you do get the 15-yard benefit on the offense if it's pass interference on the defense. But we're just replaying the down.
0: So it's not an automatic first down. Not an automatic first down. That was not one of them. Remember, in high school, you have to have roughing the in order to get that automatic first down. Remember that. Roughing the automatic first down. Anything else? Replay the down. Or loss of down if it was a, you know intentional grounding. But that's where you got to get the... For automatic first downs, you've got to have a roughing in front of it. All right, let's go to our next play. We'll go wide on it. So we've got... Quarterback drops back, passes the ball, out in the flat here, and then he's he looks like he goes out of bounds somewhere around the 45 yard line. And now a little extracurricular and it's thrown and a flag is thrown. Alright. So if we go back and set this up, let's look at it's third down. It's third down and, and it looks like about 15. Third down and 15. And now we're going out here at about the 45. So Once again, we walk through who, what, where, all that stuff. Uh, What was the foul? The foul was an unnecessary roughness against who? Against the defense. When did the foul occur? The foul occurred during a dead ball, okay? It was during the dead ball, not during the live ball, during the dead ball. What was the status of the clock? The clock is dead because the player went out of bounds. So we've gotten all this down. So now, how do we enforce this? This is a running play. Running play is enforced where? On this one, we even it's a foul against the defense. The basic spot is the end of the run. However, this is a dead ball foul. The dead ball foul, remember, is enforced from the succeeding spot, which in this case, it's the same. The end of the run is the succeeding spot. The ball has gone out of bounds. Now we enforce it. How much do we enforce this robert you and ours they're pretty easy what are they a dead ball personal file 15 yards 15 yards 15 yards do we have a half the distance here no we're at the 45 so we can go 15 yards but let's walk this one back if you can see what it is it's third down third down up there i guess it's under the banner you can't see it you can't see it maybe you can see it now yep there it is third down you can see that it's third down so robert Let's say the foul was on the offense, not on the defense. Same, everything's the same except the foul is on the offense. Okay? So this is easy, right? We're going to, at the end of the run, we're going to walk it back 15 yards and we've got to replay third down, right? We're good to go.
3: It's a, it's a dead ball foul, as you just said. So it'll be fourth down because the foul would count
0: and we will still penalize the offense 15 yards if that were to happen. Correct. Dead ball foul dead ball foul. We move to the next down, the succeeding spot. That's where that succeeding spot comes into play because we go to the next down. Now, since this foul did occur on defense and the result of the play, the result of the walk-off will result in a first down. Remember that. It results in a first down. It's not an automatic first down. And Bill, I mean, I I don't know if you did this uh, when when you were refereeing, but did you ever used to make that distinction when you had the microphone instead of saying automatic first down, the you know, it re- you know whatever results in a first down.
2: I probably used both, uh, just whatever felt comfortable at the time or or came out. Uh, but uh, I've used both of them.
0: So yeah, it's just it, I mean it's a semantic, but it's also important because now everybody knows what you're doing. You know, you're not calling it an automatic first down because this is a difference in in, in high school and college and the NFL too. Uh, Unr in college and, and pros is an automatic first down in many in many instances. It's not in high school, and that's where I think right. it, we got to be careful.
2: Yeah, if the play itself, if, if the penalty doesn't result in an automatic first down, then the distance is what caused the first down, not the not the penalty yardage. So hopefully, I'm,
0: I'm I'm trying to create a process here, and I'm going and I'm trying to not go too quickly, but I'm also trying to create this process of how we walk through to figure out. Robert, uh, has there been any questions or anything? Because I don't, I don't want, uh, if people are, are confused, I want to get it fixed right now, but I'm trying to walk through different types of plays that would happen in a regular game. So, nope, you're giving me the let's go. All right, perfect. Um, all right, our next play. Let's, uh, let's go wide on this one. So we got a field goal attempt. Here's our field goal. And we're going to call this, it's a field goal. We're going to say this is a field goal. All right, boom. Now we got roughing. The kicker. Alright, we have roughing the kicker and that field goal is good. Now our referee is killing the clock and he's gonna say, let's see what he says. He's gonna say he's pointing well, we'll talk about it in a minute. He said, field goal is good, roughing the kicker. Personal foul, roughing the kicker. Whether it was running into roughing, I don't care. He's calling roughing. So if this play was a field goal attempt, okay, what what are our options? Well, we've got a couple different options on this one. It's good. Can they take the points off the board? Mike, if this was a, a, a field goal attempt, can they take out the points off the board and have that foul enforced and, and go get their automatic first down and keep going? Yes. Yes, they can. <laughs> Absolutely. Remember that. They can do that. That's an option. What's another option, Mike? What else can they do with this?
1: They can assess it on the kickoff.
0: Correct. They can, uh, this is what that a uh, foul against the opponent who's, you know, their scoring team's opponent that falls into this category. They can go, that's what that referee was asking. This is important. Going to Bill. Bill, you know, you were talking about like those 99 out of hundred times strategy or whatever on a play like this. Now I did say first down, but let's say it was fourth down and they were kicking this field goal. And now that we've got this roughing and how are you going to make that determine? Are you going to always ask on this one, or are you going to just kind of kind of see where you know what, what the game situation?
2: Time and score of the game might indicate whether I would or wouldn't. Uh, the key thing here is is an expectation I had of the wing officials was I expected the wing official on that side to get that coach and give him the two options. When I was ready to turn and look over there, I want an answer. I want the answer either coming from the coach that will, will will take the points off the board and take the first down, or we will take the field goal and, and uh, do it on the kickoff. I want the answer when I turn and look. So I have that expectation that the wing officials are going to be active participants in penalty enforcement with coach communication.
0: And that's good because we want that. We want to keep the game moving. And you saw that referee, he was kind of pointing out there, trying to just say, what do you want to do? So, yeah, I I agree with that. We want those wings to get, to get on that. So got something
2: else. I personally, I personally went, and again, our games TV, if I saw myself on TV looking over to a sideline, kind of going, (laughs) you want it? What do you want to do with it? I hated that because that told me my wing officials they weren't actively involved in participating in that penalty enforcement as quickly as they should have.
0: No, that's, that's an excellent point. Because, yeah, you, know, you, know, like, you don't want to look like a moron, I guess. <laughs> <Sometimes. Yeah. laughs> All right. I can well, do that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, let's go to our next play. So we'll go, wide. we'll go wide on our next play. So it's first and 10. The chains are set, okay? We have the chains are now set, and our referee comes out. And we had, uh, we had an unsportsmanlike against, uh, against the offensive team. So, okay, great. No big deal. This one should, should be easy. Right, Mike? You got, you know, we got unsportsmanlike. What are we going to do here on, on this one?
1: Well, if we haven't blown the ready for play on the new series, it's a big difference um, because the chains are not officially set until the ready for play has been blown for first down and ten. So if this is prior to that ready-for-play whistle that the uh, unsportsmanlike foul occurred, then we assume the chains were not set. We've got a first down and 10 after enforcement. Um, generally, that's what happens.
0: That's important. This is an important point. Let's go back to the play real quick because I want to walk through it. You see it up there. It's right on the 45-yard line. If the ball is not ready for play, okay, if it's not ready for play and we have a, uh, an unsportsmanlike, we walk the chains with us. Now, let, let me ask you this. Mike, you know, this used to be real easy when we did
1: this. Yes.
0: What about with the, you know, put the ball down, step back, and then now we how, – how, how would you handle something like that?
1: Yeah, I'd say when, when, when I start my arm winding, I've declared the uh, – I've declared the ball ready for play, but it's a silent whistle now. So I, I have to kind of play around a little bit um, with that. But I'm going I'm pr- to probably lean towards what the timing used to be and say that well, you know that if that unsportsmanlike happened at any point before the defense was on the other side of the ball, before the umpire had a chance to walk away. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna reset it at first and ten. Uh, first and twenty five is a huge huge penalty.
0: Right, and that's my point. I want from a philosophy standpoint, from our group, and 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 Bill or, or Robert can disagree, if. They've, they changed this rule a while back because they know first and 25 in a high school game is almost impossible. And that's changed mm-hmm. a little bit with passing now, but, but still, it, it's such a huge penalty. They said, well, let's just, we'll walk the chains and make it first and 10. So my suggestion, this has to be clearly, clearly after the ready for play. Everybody in the fricking place knows that it's afterwards, it's a, a mm-hmm. separate action and now okay the chains are set the ball was down and this happened way after that we're going to we're going to walk it off and make it first and 25. if there's any wiggle room we want to go with the chains we're going to still walk up the 15-yard penalty very important we're still going to walk it off but we're just going to bring the chains with us robert do you agree with that absolutely i agree with that
3: all right the only other comment we have from a vendor is just an, another reminder because this was excellent great discussion is when we have offsetting dead ball fouls. Before we used to mark them because we, you know, back in the day, we don't do that anymore relative to yardage distance. So, Tim, you want to comment yeah, on that's that?
0: Yeah, they changed that a couple of years ago, too. If the, if the two dead ball fouls occur basically together, um, and I mean, it could be one right after the other, but like in the same action we'll call it then you're going to just you're going to wipe them off you're not because where that would come into a problem that half the distance thing if the foul occurred at the five yard line going out one team's going to get the full 15 and then come back half the distance it's not it's not equitable or vice versa you're going to go half the distance and go out 15 so they just kind of went and said you know what if they happen all about the same time we're going to wipe them off we're just going to say fouls offset In dead ball situation so that was a good that's definitely a, a something good to point out so, but, and speaking of half the distance, we're going to go to a half the di- potential half Great the distance segue. right now. All right, so we've got this play right here. I want you to look at the down. Up here at the top of the right, you see it's fourth down. It's fourth down. It looks like it's right about the four and a half, maybe just, just right around the four. All right, here we go. Huh. huh. oh, no, oh. what happened? Uh-oh, what happened here? We've got, encro- we're going to call encroachment. I know you saw the offense move, but the, the fall on the play was encroachment. All right, so this is great, fourth down, right? We're gonna walk this penalty off, pretty simple. Gonna maybe, we're gonna get a first down out of this. Right, Bill? Bill, we're gonna get a first down out of this, right? Maybe not. Maybe not. And no, that's great. Robert, why, why, why might we not get a first down out of this?
3: Well, when you mark off half the distance and you, when you, based on where the line to gain is, right? You have to determine where the stick is. Correct. This
0: is where half the distance gets a little tricky, okay? We have this uh, five-yard uh, mark usually on a chain. People put a, a piece of tape on it. And if the stick, your, your box, is at that tape line, you know, you got a signal, you, tell, you know, five will get you one. We say that as a wing official to our referee or umpire. Five will get you one or no, five will not get you one. Meaning if you have a five-yard penalty and it's enforced as a dead ball, you know you're going to walk it off and get a first down. Well, that's not the case here because half the distance might not get us a first down. So it's, this is one of those game situations, you know, the who, what, why, where, when, knowing exactly will we get a first down? We might not. So I'm going to ask this of, of Bill. Bill, in a case like this, where it's really tight, do you ever measure after you walk off the foul?
2: I I hated measuring period, and as the fields were getting, uh, getting to be uh... – Better marked and field turfs and everything else, it really lessened the things. Uh, again, game situation would dictate it, um, but um, uh, would I measure it? Uh, I might in this situation here, but but um, if it's clear that w- let's say the ball's at the five and I got to get to the two and a half and the sticks sticks are at the two, no, I'm not measuring. The only thing is, it's it's the only thing that
0: gets a little tricky is that we're measuring off of our mark. Like it's just, I mean, and I guess the other thing is that it's no different than if I'm marking the ball. But it's like, especially when you get this close, and you know, did I did the umpire walk it off two blades more than he should have? It gets real tricky. But if you got to measure, sometimes you got to measure. I would like, I'm with you. I would try to avoid that. Try to make that umpire, you know, we're, we're clearly over or we're clearly
2: short. <laughs> I, I always said that nine out of 10 times. If we measured, I wasn't measuring to, to find out if it was a first down or not. I was doing it to prove a point. I already knew, especially on these fields. I knew it was a first down or I knew it was short. And, it, and if it was a situation, you know, a coach wanting a measurement, a captain wanting a measurement. We, we measured just to prove what I already knew, uh, I I shouldn't be surprised when we when we put it down. Now, if it was the old days with the old grass fields and things marked every five yards or ten yards, yeah, we had to do a lot more measuring. But it it's almost a passe thing on today's fields.
0: Yeah, you're you're right. Nice. This was a hap- that one happened to be a grass field, so there you go. But uh, all right, we're gonna run a little late tonight. We got a lot of plays, so this is real important. So I want everybody to kind of get this. So we're gonna keep going try to get everything in. So we'll go wide on this one. I want you to look up here at the top, uh, right here around the, uh, uh, the left tackle. You're going to see the left tackle. The left tackle, he's going to block oh. below the waist. You know, we're not going to discuss. It's called a block below the waist. This one up here, the quarterback is then, is then hit after he releases the ball. So they call a UNR against uh, the defensive player. And so now where is our run end? So we have to look at this. We have to look at what we have. We got first and 10 at the 45-yard line. What type of play do we have? Well, we've got a running play. What, what are our fouls? We've got a foul against the offense for an illegal block below the waist. We've got a foul against the defense for a live ball you and our foul. And the run ends uh, short of the, of the previous spot, roughly about the 44-yard line. So this, is a, this should be pretty simple, right? I mean, we've been talking about this all day that, all right, so this is a running play. Running play. We enforce this foul from the basic spot, which the basic spot under the running play is the end of the run. We do have a foul that occurs behind the basic spot. And we do have a foul that occurs in front of the basic spot. So I wonder what we're going to do here. Because we've got a foul on the offense. We've got a foul on the defense. Robert, we've got, a, we've got two live ball fouls here, but we we got it. Where's our basic spot on this one? Where are we gonna force this one, Robert? In this particular situation,
3: we have offsetting penalties and uh, therefore we're gonna replay the down. Right, this is
0: double foul. Double foul, live ball. Okay, somebody was talking about dead ball stuff. This is a double foul. Both fouls occur during the live ball period. One on team A, one on team B. Robert, would it matter if we had three fouls on Team A and one foul on Team B? Would we offset just the one, the pair, and then enforce the others,
3: assuming they're all live ball fouls? Live That's balls. the key thing. They're all live ball. If they're all live ball fouls and each team committed one or more than one foul, they offset and we replay the down.
0: Robert, what if one guy just you know is off or he, no, no, is in illegal formation? You know, offense is in a legal formation, five yards. and then the during the play, the quarterback just gets railroaded by a defensive, you know, end for a 15-yard UNR. I mean, come on, that can't be right. Two
3: live ball fouls. We don't, uh, we don't distri- discriminate based on the the severity of the foul. But two live ball fouls committed by each team, we're offsetting the fouls.
0: Correct. You got two live ball fouls. Doesn't matter what the fouls are. If they're live ball fouls, one by A, one by B, we're wiping them off. Okay. Now, uh, now UNS fouls. Remember, those are dead ball fouls. Even if they occurred during the play. Something happens during the play, and you're going to rule it an unsportsmanlike conduct foul. In high school, those are treated as dead ball fouls. All right, let's, so that was pretty. That was pretty good, man. We're rolling right along. We got a. We got a bunch more plays to go, but we'll try to get through them here quick. I know people got things to do, but this is just really important. So, um. All right, so let's go on this play. We'll go wide on it. We've got a pass. On the pass, we've got. Looks like we've got a. Uh, we've got DPI, and then we've got. Uh, a UNR at the end there so you don't see the flag but it's called they're calling DPI not OPI they're calling DPI we got a flag and then we've got a, a, a UNR after after this occurs so I'm going to go with Mike on this one Mike you can see our play you know, let's go back and look what we got it's it's third third down and it looks like about 11. third down and 11 quarterback throws it so our we know, who, we know uh, what we've got. What type of play do we got here?
1: It's a loose ball play, but it's, it's also a scoring.
0: Loose ball play, right? So loose ball play is enforced from the previous spot, right? This is a great one. No problem. We got DPI. Um, we're going to go back to the previous spot on this one, right?
1: But there was a score.
0: Oh, yeah, that's right. He scored a touchdown. So that's why the result of the play is important. What happened during the play? Because that has... Uh, uh, consequences in regards to what type of uh, choices are available. So, yeah, mm-hmm. that's why, as a, as, a, as a covering official, as I go trotting into my referee, I need to tell the referee exactly what I have. Because if I just go, I got DPI against number 32 of the defense and don't say anything else, then there's a chance that I'm, I'm like, okay, I'm going to go back to the previous spot and we're going to walk out 15 yards. No, mm-hmm. that's not the case here. Because even though it is a loose ball play, we have a score. Yes.
1: And the other thing you need to point out is that a lot of times crews will decline the penalty because we had a score. Oh, they don't want the DPI. They're going to want to decline and keep the touchdown. But the rules allow them to actually enforce that DPI on the try or on the kickoff. So we have to make sure we don't auto decline to let them keep the points.
0: Correct. We don't want to auto decline that because we we have options. We used to do that. We don't do that anymore because they can, they do have options. They have even even some more options on this play. So go back to the play. Uh, So we talked about, all right, so we know the DPI. We know they're going to probably want to keep the score, but what about this thing that this a little extracurricular thing that happened at the end? I'm going to throw that one over Robert. Robert. So now we've got this live ball DPI. They're going to have some choices there. We've got this dead ball you and R both against the same team. So, is this one of those offsetting situations? No, it's it's not.
3: And my mentors always told me
0: treat the live ball
3: fouls enforcement first. Find out what the judgment is, and then put the dead ball one in your back pocket, and then you'll come to that one last. So, we are going to enforce these in order, and we get multiple options for the uh, the team that was violated. So the offense gets to choose on the dpi to be enforced on the try or the subsequent kickoff and then the dead ball foul they can choose to have that enforced at, at the actually as the succeeding spot which would be
0: the, so the, so robert the try. Can, so all right so that dead ball foul because that it occurred prior to the ready for play for the uh, try yeah can i have both fouls on the kickoff
3: no because the dead ball foul is a succeeding spot foul so the succeeding spot's going to be the try. The DPI is the one where they get the option of the um, try or the subsequent kickoff.
0: So, so Mike, are you are you in agreement with that? Yeah, I hope so.
1: <laughs> uh, my or understanding it, was, or can they get following both? a scoring play prior to the try? They still right. have that kickoff option.
0: Yeah, that's correct. Good. You're setting me up? That's a, <laughs> I was, I, Okay, so let's go back real quick and walk through on that, just so everybody's on the same page and we're, we're all in, in agreement. So on the live ball foul, you have the live ball foul, you have DPI. The offense has choices. They can go back and replay it from the previous spot, which they're not going to do because they scored. Okay, they're going to keep the points, and they're going to enforce it either on the try or on the kickoff. Now, the dead ball foul that occurred from when the play ended to prior to the ready for play to the try. If that dead ball fall occurs, now let's say we could even take away the DPI and say that didn't happen. Just the dead ball fall occurred.
3: Yeah, they get that. They
0: get the option of taking that one on the try or the the kickoff. If it happens in between that period of when the ball was dead and prior to the ready for the ready for play of the try. Okay. So that's important to note. So on this play, they can, do both. That could be a 30-yard new kickoff. And then if they had a follow on the try, you could keep adding it. I mean, it could just keep adding and adding and adding. So just keep that in mind. That is important. They have, they have choices. So let's go to our next play. Um, now we're gonna follow, we're gonna look at this one. You're gonna have a hold up here at the top. Right up here at the top, there's a hold, okay? So we got a hold on the offense. This is a running play. So now, you can see here goes the flag. And now our quarterback is so happy. He's, he's throwing a ball in the air. He, he looks like he's going to spike it. He, he's taunting. And they call, them a, uh, they call a UNS on this. They call it an unsportsmanlike against the quarterback. Once again, we're not going to argue whether it was or it wasn't. They call the UNS on this. And uh, we've got the hold by the offense. So we go back. Let's look and let's set up the play. It is now, it's third and about four from the 45. The hold looks like it occurs... Looked like actually I think it was down here. So we'll say the hold. We'll just say the hold occurred right around the line of scrimmage. So right, right, at the 45, the hold occurs, and we've got a running play. So let's walk through this one. We've got a running play. So Mike, when we walk through it step by step, running play. Where is our spot of enforcement?
1: Um, we're gonna we're gonna enforce this from the spot of the foul because it's behind the end of the run
0: for the hold. Right. We're gonna we're gonna mm-hmm. force this. From the spot of the foul, because where did the run end? In the end zone. In the end zone. The goal line. So, exactly. So we're going to go and enforce this from the spot of the foul. Okay. Now, right. what happens when we have a score? We, we what? What do we do with the clock when we have a score?
1: It, it's going to go. We're going to be on the snap on the next play. But the that anything that happened to, after the score. Yeah, go right.
0: Ahead. We're going to get to that in a minute. We're going to do what Robert said. We're putting that UNS right in our back pocket. We'll get to that here in a second. But that's the point is that the, uh, with that score happening, as the covering official, I'm going up touchdown because I have to go and tell – I might not know what happened. I have mm-hmm. to go and tell our, our crew, either through the microphone or there, that, hey, we had a touchdown. What is the result of the play? If I was at wing who threw the flag – I think it was a crew of seven on this one. Doesn't matter. If I threw the flag, I need to know what the result of the play was, so that way I can tell the referee because it has clock implications. If we have a touchdown, by our timing rule, if there's a score, the clock stops because of the score, not because of the penalty. So that means we go on the snap. So it's important to know because you know during the regular, you know in the middle of the game it might not matter, but if it's at the end of the game, it could be very. Important and that's the proper way, but now wait a minute, Tim. You said he got this, you know, he thought he scored and he created he had this UNS, it happened about the 10 yard line. Does that matter, Mike?
1: No, it location doesn't. of a dead ball foul never matters,
0: correct? In high school, UNS is always a dead ball foul, don't forget that. So, Robert, going back to you on this one, yeah, we got this UNS. So, well, we're you know, he he thought he scored the touchdown, so we're just, we're just gonna ignore it because. It was he didn't get the score to score the touchdown because it was a holding foul. So we're just going to let that one go, right? No, this one's a painful, painful enforcement. You get the uh,
3: all but one. You get the you get the holding foul. You're penalizing ten from that spot foul, and then you have the fifteen, which is we're bringing it out of our back pocket and going to go back another fifteen from that previous enforcement of the ten.
0: So it's twenty-five yards in total. Right. The uns doesn't go away just because he didn't score the UNS is still on the board and that player gets one punch for their UNS for the game too. So that's why th- that's kind of like the double whammy. If you're going to celebrate, make sure there wasn't a penalty on the play. There you go. <laughs> there, there, there is the, uh, the moral of that story. All right, let's go line on our next play. All right. So we got a kickoff free kick. All right, here we go. Pretty simple. They're lining up for it. Here's our kick. All right. Awesome. Now it's kicked out of bounds. Oh, it looks like we'll say the 30. Looks, we'll say it went out of bounds right at the 36-yard line. Okay, ball's kicked out of bounds at the 36-yard line. Robert, we're going to the 35 on this one, right? This is great. All right, I got a rule. This is. Oh, I go to the 35 on kickoffs. The receiving team always
3: gets three options, and the the best option is going to be five yards from the succeeding spot. So we're
0: going to have first and ten at the 41 going out. Correct. Remember, don't always go to the 35 on this one. This one, they have options, especially if a ball is kicked out either at or in, f- or, or in front of the 35. They may not want that 25 yards from the previous spot. They may want that five yards on from uh, where the ball was kicked out of bounds, basically the spot of the foul. They get to add on the five yards and have that ball snapped uh, with, with whatever the succeeding spot is in that case, which would be five yards at the, after the spot of the foul. Or they could go back and re-kick it if they had that stud that, like I said, they want to run. So we talked about that. So that's a, that's a good reminder. All right. So on our, our next, our next play, and uh, here we go, we're going to see, we're going to, we're going to focus in, we got, let's look, we got second and about two or one, looks like second and one at the, at the uh, 14 yard line. Here our quarterback is dropping back and now up here, there's going to be a little action up at the top of the screen. You're going to see our offensive player take out the defensive back. Man, that's OPI all the way. Our guy, our, our wing is on all over that. Look at that. He's, he's nailing that foul. He's got it. Here we go. We got this. All right, yeah, that's definitely OPI. You look at his wide open. Quarterback is sacked at the 30-yard line. All right, so, um, Bill, I got this play. I got OPI by our wing official, you know, so... We're good here, right? OPI, we're gonna walk off. You know, we've got we've got that you know that running play, loose ball play.
2: I mean, we're gonna walk this one off, right? If if you end up walking this penalty off, everybody on the crew deserves uh, repercussions on it. Uh, to have an OPI call, one of the primary things would require that you have a pass that crossed the line of scrimmage. So there there's no need for a flag here. Okay, so. This is a really good play
0: to discuss, though, and this is why. Because it talks about our process of penalty enforcement. And if we go fast on this one, Bill, if if I go fast on it and I come in and I don't know the result of the play, I mean, there's a good chance that I might have a flag on this, not knowing that the quarterback was sacked. I mean, I should probably wait to see the ball in the air because of, you know, the rules, but let's just say I was really amped up because I had this. Because a lot of times we miss this, so I give him credit that he at least he was watching it, and it would have been nice to kind of walk through it a little slower. But that's why it's important when we go and report, we have all that information, who, what, why, when, and the status, what happened. Because if I come in and I say, OPI, if I'm the referee, I'm going to ask, well, we had a sack. How can we have an OPI? And then it would be like, oh, let's pick that one up. You know, so so I think it's good to take our time if we go through these and ask the right questions and always present it like you were saying how referees sometimes don't hold people accountable if we do we're not going to have an error like this i don't think they enforce this but still it's a good point right
2: yeah it is and i guess the thing that i want to just sarcastically take a shot at is all right so they don't pick this up and they're going to enforce it is this a spot foul back where the quarterback was sacked 15 yards or is it a previous spot foul
0: No this is your favorite rule We've got a running play The result <laughs> of the play is a sack We have a so, foul on the offense yeah. so, so the so. foul occurred
2: uh, beyond the basic so spot not behind it So we go to 18. the basic spot Good half, plus nail him back an extra 15 <laughs> Exactly We wait, don't want wait to with- NFHS <laughs>
0: Yep. We don't want to do that. All right. We're, we're working through here. I know we're we're about 15 minutes over guys, but I mean, this is a lot lot of good stuff. we got a lot of meat tonight. All right. So uh, let's go to our next play. Look at the down and distance. It's third down about, looks like about maybe seven and a half, eight yards. Uh, Line of scrimmage is at the 41. So what do we got here? We were going to have a foul against the uh, offense. I don't know if you saw it right here. We've got We've got this foul against uh, the offense. There's a hold up here. I don't know if you can see it, but you probably can't. There was a hold. There was a hold called up here. Yeah, it's up at the top of the screen. They call the holding, and now right here, this this right here, we've got um, we've got a offensive pass interference. So we had we had holding up here, and then we had offensive pass interference. Um, down here and now we have got an interception. Whoops, we jumped ahead. We jumped ahead of that. So we got a holding up there. Okay, now we got OPI, but we've got, and there's a flag for that. Now we've got an interception and up here, you didn't see it right here, but we had a block in the back against the uh, return team up there. The flag doesn't come in, but it was right right around the 45 yard line. So, all right, so let's walk through this one. Okay, so we've got a bunch of fouls on this play, and since I threw this one at Robert before, Robert, you know, we got this. We talked about multiple fouls. It didn't matter how many fouls, you know, or double fouls. It didn't matter how many on double fouls. If one if team A fouled and team B fouled, we're offsetting this one, right? This is easy. We're offsetting, right? No, because if I understand it
3: right, we had two fouls by the offense and then we had clean hands, no foul by the defense until after the interceptions. So we had a change of possession. Then we had a foul by the, on the return. So we had the defense with clean hands on the change of possession. And in this case, that's how come we're going to be enforcing uh, the foul on the defense by the... The defense is going to say to the offense, you know what? We're going to decline your fouls. We're going to decline both of yours because we want the ball. And then the officials are going to say, okay, you can keep the ball, but we're going to penalize the block in the back from the return 10 yards. And then that's, that's going to be the defense is now going to have first and 10 going
0: out. So that's our clean hands principle. I get to keep the ball because I did not foul prior to change of possession. Let's go back to this play real quick and now I'm gonna change it up just a tad. We're gonna call the holding up there at the top, but instead of this foul down here, let's, uh, you know, so got, we got the holding up here at the top. So instead of the, this foul out here being OPI, we're gonna call it DPI. All right, so if we call it DPI, I fouled prior to change of possession, meaning clean hands. I did not get the ball legally. I did not get the ball with clean hands. So I don't have the option of keeping the ball. This one's that double foul, offset. Foul on A, foul on B, offset. But if I go back to the previous one, even though we have these all A fouls, it doesn't matter. As a team B, as team B I can keep the ball. I'm going to say I'd rather keep the ball than enforce those penalties. But in order to do that, I have to have my penalty enforced to keep the ball. Now, if Team B says no, 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 we want those penalties enforced, Robert. What do we do? They're like, ah, oh, no, we we're not. We don't want to keep the ball for whatever reason. We don't want to keep the ball. What do we do now? We don't want to keep the ball, but yeah. we still have an OPI on the deep, or we no. have a, a first example. We have got the hold, we got an OPI, and then we have got the block in the back during the run back. So I've wow. got. I don't want to keep the ball for whatever reason. What What are we going to do now?
3: Okay, if in that particular case you don't. Um... We have, we still have fouls by both teams, Correct. and you don't want to keep the ball. I don't want to keep the ball. Let's go to Mike on that because I've never seen that. I never seen a judgment in that way.
0: Okay, it's in the rules, and Mike can agree with me. Mike, if if we don't want to keep the ball, if we got we got double foul here, it's that simple. We go like yes. this. Then it reverts back and to and double fouls on the offset. Exactly, and there's a case to this, and, and I, I'm glad Robert mentioned it. There are times where that might happen. What if I intercepted the ball at the one yard line and my momentum took me into the end zone and now I, am, you know, I get tackled there, but there was a foul you know, after I got the ball. I was running around the end zone, no safety or anything like that, but there was a foul out there. So now you know, I'm gonna get that, that foul and force half the distance, so I'm gonna have that ball at the half yard line going out I might not want that. I might be like, hey, I, I don't want the ball. Let's just redo that one. I mean, that's, a, that's kind of a, a stretch, mm-hmm. but there are situations, and they're, they're rare, but there are situations where maybe the team B that, that, that does not want the ball. They just want to go with the offset and replay the down. Would you agree?
1: Yeah, and if it was like third down and forever, and they pitched it down the field, just like you said, um, change of possession, that they might be better off getting him to fourth down and having them punt it. Take another shot at third down instead, that would be when you might go to offsetting, but almost never, like Robert said, it's unusual.
0: Right, it is unusual. I mean, you could have a situation where quarterback drops back at the, you know, to throw the ball, okay, and he's in the end zone. And while he's in the, you know, while he's in the end zone, there's a a foul for holding in the end zone, and the ball is intercepted, and now there's a foul during that during that play. It's like, okay, you know, well, are we gonna offset? We're gonna keep the ball. They're gonna probably want to keep the ball even though we've got that foul, you could have intentional grounding, which is a loss of down. Maybe you have an intentional grounding, but how can you have, you're not gonna have a change of possession with that. So there's a lot of things you gotta walk through. It is rare, but most of the time in order to keep the ball, just to be clear, the clean hands, if I got the ball as a defense with clean hands, I fouled after I got the ball, I can keep it as long as I have my penalty enforced. All right, let's move on. Only a few more to go trying to get through them. All right. So now this little, we've got first in, uh, looks like first and 10. We've got a sub here down at the bottom, trying to get off number 75. He's running off and the ball is snapped. Okay. So this is, this is one. Now we had one, a player coming at the bottom. We talked all about illegal subs and illegal participation a few weeks ago. Go check out that meeting. But from the penalty stand standpoint, we're just calling illegal subs substitution. So This fall occurred simultaneous with the snap. So if a fall occurs simultaneous with the snap, where do we go? What is our enforcement spot? We talked about this in that whole way about an hour and a half ago or an hour ago. Where do we go? Mike, fall occurs simultaneous with the snap. What is our basic spot of enforcement?
1: Previous spot, the line of scrimmage.
0: Previous spot. So on this play, since this fall occurred simultaneous with the snap, we go to the previous spot to five yard penalty. Now, if you look on the play, what happens, you know, you got number 12 here, he turns and he runs, and now he might gain, he might gain 10 yards. So if he gains 10 yards, they might not want to decline this because they're not, we're not going to tack this one on. That's the important thing. This foul occurred at the snap. It is considered to occur simultaneous with the snap by our definitions and whatnot. We're enforcing this from the previous spot, so we're not gonna tack this one on. That's, a, that's one, one every one has to remember in that foul. All right, here's another good one. Like I said, we've got a few more to go, but we're kind of catching, catching them all. We'll go wide on the play. Let's, let's jump ahead to it. All right, so let's look at it down in distance. It's like second, looks like second and about four and a half, maybe five. Quarterback is about to get roughed. He gets rough. Boom. He gets hit there. Guy catches the ball at the one yard line. That's where it's marked. It's marked at the one yard line. What are our options here? We got roughing the quarterback. Okay. Personal foul, roughing the quarterback. Well, we've got a pass, right? So Robert, we've got a pass on this play. So this is easy. It's a, this is a loose ball play previous spot, man. We go back to the previous spot and force this, right? Pretty easy. It is easy, but actually we're going to tack
3: this on. It's going to be first and goal. We're going to tack
0: this one on?
3: We're going to tack this one on. It's going to be
0: first and goal inside the one. Correct. This is one of those exceptions. Remember my special enforcements? This is one of those. Automatic first down, absolutely, okay? But, I mean, it was clearly beyond it. It doesn't matter, but it was automatic first down. And because team A has possession at the end of the down, Team A gets the option of enforcing this roughing the passer at the succeeding spot or at the end, it's actually at the end of the related runs. That's how how it's worded in the rule book. So if there's a fumble and they picked up the ball and ran again, as long as Team A always maintained possession of the ball, it never changed, they can tack this one on. Now I'm going to ask Mike, Mike, what if I am Team A, I fumble the ball, Team E picks up the ball, runs it, and and then they fumble it, and I'm Team A and I get the ball back. Do I not get that penalty enforced force now?
1: Um, well, you, um, hmm. I, I got to replay it in my mind again. So we had, a, we had a foul by the defense prior to losing possession the first time.
0: Correct. Right? They roughed. They roughed the quarterback. So they did not get the ball yeah. with clean hands. Guy mm-hmm. catches the ball, fumbles yeah. it. Team B picks up the ball, runs a little bit, fumbles it. Team A ends up with the ball.
1: Can yeah, they, team A can still, they, whether team B or team A ended up with the ball, they can accept that penalty.
0: Cor- correct. Because we go back to our normal enforcement, yeah. which was the foul occurred during the loose ball play. So we're allowed to go back to the previous spot and enforce it. This is yeah. a special enforcement that says if I'm team A and I keep the ball throughout the down, I can go yeah. at the end of the related runs. So that's just an important point. Otherwise,
1: so, it would be loose ball play like normal.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. All right. So, isn't this crazy, Robert? I mean, I mean, we're we're doing a lot of talking right now. I know we're not here getting a lot of text, but hopefully, I mean, we're explaining this well because I don't think we're getting a ton of questions. So, maybe we are. I don't know. Maybe we're not. Um, all right. Scrimmage kick. Got you a know, scrimmage kick here. Now, I don't know if you saw it, but there was a hold. Look right off the line of scrimmage. There's a hold right coming up here, right around the 21-yard line against the receiving team. The receiving team is called for a hold. Kick ends right around the 50-yard line, and number one runs it all the way back for a touchdown. But there was a foul uh, while the ball was in the air. Like I said, right around looked like the 22-yard line. So this is pretty... This is, I don't know what I'm going to do here. I got a touchdown... I mean, I got a foul on the receiving team. Did we get it with clean hands? Are we even talking about any of that stuff? I don't know. This is kind of goofy for me. Robert, uh, you're back, Judge. What would you do? I would have my bag in
3: my hand and I would put the bag down at the yard mark to, where, to, to define where the end of the kick is because we're going to enforce this as a PSK.
0: PSK, that post scrimmage kick thing I talked about a while back. Yeah, because let's go. Do we have all our, our components, all right? Does the fall occur or does the ball cross the neutral zone? Yes. Does the fall occur beyond the neutral zone? Yes. Does team, uh, the receiving team have possession and maintain possession through the down? Yes. Where's the end of the kick? The end of the kick is right around the 50. We should have a beanbag there. So can we apply post scrimmage kick enforcement here? Even if we have a score? Absolutely. The score in this case doesn't matter. Now, now Mike, does the clock matter now? I mean, we're what are we gonna do with the clock?
1: I mean, well, we had a legal kickdown that occurred, and we also had a score, so we're going on the snap regardless. We're going
0: on the snap Game regardless because, because Team B is getting a new – they're getting a series. They're starting a new series mm-hmm. after a legal kick. Well, so Lots of reasons. There, it doesn't matter. The score, yeah, that's important, but it's because of that too. So we're walking sure. this one off at the end of the kick. Just like Robert said, end of the kick, we're walking this penalty off. All right, here we go. Now let's look. Let's look at this one. Well, it's another scrimmage kick. This should be easy. All right, awesome. All right, here we go. Scrimmage kick. We just talked about this. This one should be really easy now. All right, I got the kick. Here we go. Uh, guy catches the ball. Guy uh, back judge. We know where the end of the kick was. Looks like he threw his bag. We've got a, a legal block up here, about Ooh. the about the 46, 47. All right, this is easy. So so Mike, this is really easy. We just talked about it. We got this foul during the kick, so we're going back to the end of the kick. I mean, we just talked about that, right? So that's easy, right? Bean back spot, end of the kick, we walk off the penalty there.
1: Yeah, the kick had kick already ended, so we have a oh, running play.
0: snap! That's right, the kick ended. So go back to the play, if we look at it, we, remember we've talked, why do we get post scrimmage kick? It's that ball's in the air, the ball's in the air, the ball's in the air, if anything happened now, yeah, it'd be post scrimmage kick. But now, the kick has ended. Once the kick is ended, we basically revert to a running play. So now we do our basic spot enforcement of, of our running play after an, the kick is ended. And that's gonna tell us if we've got this foul up here at the top, the basic spot of this is, is the end of the run, right? So basic spot's the end of the run. Right, Robert? Easy enough, but wait a minute. Wait a minute, the foul occurred behind the basic spot. So what are we enforced? We're going to enforce it from the spot of the five. Absolutely. Absolutely. So they see the difference there. It's important. That is the difference in regards to why one is post scrimmage kick and why one is not. All right. So, oh, we already did this one. That was our play of the week. How do I, uh, oh, I think we're done. That's it. We got through them all. We're done. 830. Our penalty enforcement. I know 830. Sorry, man. But we had a lot to talk about. We had a lot of meat today, but that was it. Hopefully everybody understands it. Go back and rewatch it if we were going too fast, but that is our penalty enforcement. So now it's time for our MI... so now it's time for our mibtonline.com play of the week. Only about 30 minutes late, but hey, we're getting to it. All right, here it is. So we're gonna look at this play. Oops, I don't need any volume on it. So let's check it out. Looks like it's about first and uh, ten from the 49. What's gonna happen here? All right. I don't know. looks like team B is going to, they're barking. Team B's barking, they're barking and they get uh, false start. So team A ends up false starting here. You know, team B is barking. They're barking. They jump a little bit. They, they don't necessarily cross the neutral zone, but they call, they caused team A to false start. At least that's what the line. Well, headlines been called. He saw, I don't know if you can see it. The tackle here flinches you'll see, but they're barking at him. They're kind of jumping around, they're barking, they're making noise, they're making signals, they don't really cross the neutral zone, but now we've got a foul, for, uh, uh, we've got a foul that was initially going to be a false start, but then they were saying, hey, wait a minute, no, the defense, they did that disconcerting signal thing. That's what caused the false start. So they got in and talked, and they ended up saying it was a disconcerting signal, that, that the defense was barking out those signals, which caused that offensive player to jump. So in high school, disconcerting signals, is that a UNS 15-yard? against the defense? Is that five yards against the defense? Or is it a false start? Should we have just gone with false start? Because the defense can do that. So we should call it a false start. You can uh, email me at Tim at MIBT Media or uh, the Twitter is at Officially Speak because next week we're talking about new rules to get us ready for, for the season. So I want to thank everybody who joined us. I mean, I really, really appreciate it. Uh, I I got, I got Alex over there working overtime. I got Robert working overtime, but uh, I'll start out with Mike Billika. Mike, thanks for being here. Hopefully it was a lot of fun. You enjoyed it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I love your play selection. I would love to to see a MIBT library of plays sometime (laughs) where we could just have, have all of these on like a drive and, and members could access them because these are great for training for our crews.
0: Absolutely. We'll have to look into that. Mr. Bill LeMoyne. I appreciate all your insight as, you know, as a longtime referee because penalty enforcement really is kind of the referee. Even though it's a crew's responsibility, it really is, is kind of the referee's uh, thing.
2: I think this was a lesson in learning to keep your flag in your pocket And <laughs> when your flag's in your pocket, I don't have to worry about enforcing this penalty.
0: There you go. I like it. I like it. So, Mr. Robert Yabara. Hope you enjoyed it. Thank you for being here.
3: A lot of nuggets there, Tim. It was excellent. It, it gets us ready for the spring season, so great job.
0: All right. And Alex, Alex, what did you learn about penalty enforcement today?
3: <laughs> Had to get my mic ready, but uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm working on material here. I, I'm not even clicking buttons. I'm working on material. And, whoa. Crazy mic sound, but... uh. Oh, that's that's Roberts' mic. <laughs> I'm like, I hope that's not he's, me. But
0: uh, he's already, but well, he's like drop mic. I'm out. I'm right. you, you kept me a half an hour over. I gotta get home. But, but uh,
3: uh, how many meetings are under an hour and thirty minutes? <laughs> all, but <one. laughs>
0: all but one. All but one. <laughs> all but one. I like it. It's good. I'm working it.
3: on it all night.
0: There you go. All right. <laughs> well, I'll hope thank
3: everyone's you. laughing at home. Uh, I'm sure they are.
0: Or laughing on the inside at least. All right. <laughs> So uh, thank you very much for being here. I hope you got something out of it. We'll be back next week, last meeting of our preseason of the pre of the pre of the preseason. So until next week, I'm Tim Kiefer from MIBTOnline.com. We'll catch you then. Everybody have a good night. So long. Thanks for listening to the MIBTOnline.com podcast. Join today at MIBTOnline.com. We'll catch you next time.